to Innovating Humanity, the official podcast for Birmingham Tech. I'm Jude Jennison, the host of this podcast, and I'm the founder of Leaders by Nature, a leadership and team development company. I work with senior leadership teams to help them align through behavioural change. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the intersection between technology, humanity and leadership and looking at how we use technology to be more human and increase emotional connection and enhance the way that we live and work. I'll be interviewing leaders from technology businesses who are at the forefront of changing how we live and work. You will not want to miss this. Some of the conversations have been enlightening and inspiring, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I have done. Sean Gaskell is the MD of Kubernetes, a PR and communications agency specialising in B2B and technology. Sean works with fast-growing tech businesses and therefore has a broad view on how the market is shifting. She explains how remote working during the pandemic has caused organisations to make empathy and well-being a higher priority and how important it is to use technology to keep people engaged. Have a listen. Hi Sean, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. Nice to be here. Can you tell us who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, sure. So I'm Sean Gaskell, founder and managing director of Kubernetes. We are a PR and integrated comms agency focused and specialising in the B2B and tech uh, space. And Kubernetes is now over 11 years old. Um, I have spent the majority of my career in the tech PR space um, having worked with large uh, network agencies like Web Shamwick, being a founding director of Hotwire in its first five years of its life, uh, and then having set up Kubernetes uh, 11 years ago. And what was it that you wanted to achieve by setting up Kubernetes? Um, I think, I mean, I've always, as I say, I've spent the most of my career in, PR, in tech PR. Um, and it wasn't something that when I left university, I thought um, that's what I'm going to do. But actually, I, I absolutely love it because um, I've always worked with innovative businesses, innovative leaders of businesses. Um, and it's just something that uh, there's a certain pace to it and a certain um, level of, like I say, innovation that I really love. But when I set Kubernetes up, I had had been in other agency environments. Um, you know, Shamwick was a large global agency. Um, I'd worked on international campaigns um, and then moving to Hotwire, which was um, started out as, you know, a European agency. We worked on a very fast growth path for its life, first five years of its life, setting up five agencies across Europe during that time, um, different offices. Um, and so I had a lot of experience that I felt I could bring to Kubernetes myself as an agency founder, but also as a PR expert um, and one which I could bring uh, to certain types of businesses like scale-ups so that I could bring that sort of big agency experience, but bring it to a certain a different audience um, and so that was a big part of what I, I set out to do when setting up Kubernetes. And what, what do you think are the common challenges? What are the, what are the things that you're seeing with the, with the startups and scale-ups? Um, I think one of the key things is that, um, you know, when you're working with a company that's in that sort of growth mode, there's 
often you're often working with um, founders, so the individuals who who have had that idea, um, they will have strong opinions about how they want to be positioned, what they want to communicate. You're also probably working with very lean teams, um, you know, people that it might just be, you know, I've worked with businesses that they started out with just, uh, was one guy I worked with um, when they started their business. He was working in a sort of cupboard office in a, you know, in a service set up in, in Soho. So, and then it became 60 people, you know, within the space of about 18 months. So they're hugely fast growing. Um, but what you need is to be able to work in partnership with these businesses um, that's really important, having a really clear understanding. What do they want to achieve? What do they want the PR to deliver uh, during that time uh, so that you can help to bring real value to them and to ensure that the PR and the communications is doing that? Because that is absolutely critical because they're obviously, you know, maybe seeking investment. They obviously need to make traction with customers. Um, it's about building a brand at that time. So there's a huge number of things that they'll be needing to achieve uh, with their communications and PR at that time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm always really fascinated by technology businesses because people get really embroiled in the tech side of it, don't they? And and yet I'm I'm always really fascinated in terms of, or well, how do you how do you communicate because you're communicating to human beings about technology? How do you how do you find that balance between getting excited about the technology but not getting too excited about it at the expense of losing the people who are actually ultimately you want to engage around it? Um, I think that's a really good question actually um, because it is about a fine balance between if you're working with someone who's founded a business they've maybe worked on the technology themselves they absolutely believe in it. Um, they Part of our job is always to break that down and talk through what are the benefits that this technology delivers? What does it, what are the pain points that you're addressing for your target audience? And that is absolutely, you know, essential to get out there because you can say that you're, you know, if you're, for instance, Intel, you're talking about the fastest processor that you're bringing to the market. Well, what does that mean, you know, to, to your audience? You've actually got to talk about what are the benefits that that brings. So does that mean it's faster download speeds? It means you can watch your, you know, Netflix quick, you know, downloads quicker, et cetera. That is what is, is critical. And I think when we, we work with clients and build campaigns, it is about an audience or customer first approach. Think about what is it that's on the minds of the, the CTO or the CMO that you're trying to sell to? What's it keeping them up at night? And how do you help solve those issues? Um, so having that resonance and understanding of the pain points of the customer is really, really important. Yeah. And do you, do you find that with some founders that they get too embroiled in their own in their own desire for the for the technical side that they that they lose sight of that? How do you bring? I them think back? sometimes. Yeah, you have to, you do. You do have to. I think that is massively a part of our job. Um you know, I've sat and, you know, we make sure that, you know, we make sure we brief people to understand, brief, you know, if it's a CEO or the founder, we'll say, we'll explain to them, you know, this is this journalist, they want to know about, you know, certain areas of what you're doing with your business or how you're, you know, going to make a, ben you know, going to benefit certain audiences. 
Um, and that's really important that they get that across. And, um, and some people do get it quickly and others you've got to work with them and coach them. Uh, but, you know, most of the time, you know, you'll, they will get it. And I think people, I think actually um, when we work with businesses today, there's a lot more of an understanding of you can't just push a message out. We work with a lot of U.S. businesses that are coming to the U.K. That's their first foray out of the outside of the U.S., um, and we have the same thing with the cultural resonance as well. Um, you know, the fact is you can't just talk. You may well have a very great track record in the US, but you've got to talk about what's on what the local issues are here in the UK. What is, you know, w- what customers or, you know, uh, proof points do you have for the UK market that you're going to bring to, um, you know, to customers here in the UK. So it's really important that we help them to adapt those messages, but also make sure that they're just, like we say, getting that that resonance and that understanding of the market. And what are some of the trends that you're seeing coming out? Um, with regards to just with working with the sca- with scale ups or just yeah, in general, well, in in terms of um, how in terms of the leadership of technology companies, what mm-hmm. are the trends you're seeing? Um, well, I think that as yeah, not to lump them all into one uh, pot, but I think that of the companies that I've had the closest interaction with, particularly I suppose over this last these last few months, which has been a hugely challenging time for any business. Um, but I've seen some really great examples, actually, of companies where they've demonstrated, you know, they've been companies that have been really focused on selling their their solutions or their technology. But they have really shifted during this time, obviously during the beginning of the lockdown, to show, demonstrate real empathy uh, with their customers. Um, there was one particular client who I mentioned, it's Selligent Marketing Cloud. They were in the omnichannel marketing space. And, um, you know, they really did focus their communications and the way that they kind of engage with their customers and their audiences by sharing real empathy, by setting up, you know, kind of yoga classes or kind of well-being moments. And I think that that was a real commitment that came from within the business. Mm. And actually that, you know, there was a real, um, you know, they really didn't want to talk about selling. You know, it was just we are here. Um, and we're in the same boat. So, you know, it was, it, that was really important, I think. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that as, as, we've, as we've gone to working more remotely, people have felt the need to create, create those emotional human connections that perhaps yeah. we've taken for granted in the past. Do you think yes. that, because one of the things I was starting to see was that as we were starting to connect more technologically, I'm starting to see yeah. a lot more emotional disconnection. And mm-hmm. the, the lockdown seems to have turned that on its head a little bit. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. still, there's still huge mental health issues and, and still a lot yes. of isolation that, that's an issue. But it, are you starting to see then that the companies that, that are doing it well are totally getting the importance of that emotional connection, the empathy? Um, yeah. And yeah, I think... Sorry to interrupt there. No, I think that that is actually right. I think not only with their customers, but also with their employees. I mean, we're all on this same journey, aren't we? Um, of, you know, this has been a long haul. It's, you know, we're still in it. Um, and, you know, we're not yet through this, 
period at all. Um, and so I think as the what we've seen from certain businesses is that they're, you know, especially from, you know, keep the, the well-being of employees, they're ensuring that they're, they're you know, they, want, they need to be, a, you know, mirroring, you know, where we're at with it as human beings. The fact that, you know, people have had to, you know, work from home, that gives additional pressure. Um, you know, it means there is that sense of isolation, that disconnect of teams. And so I think, you know, you're seeing um, a lot of businesses that are, you know, saying, you know, we understand this. This is a that there is a challenge here. We'll we're going to adapt with you. We're adapting our working policies. We will, you know, necessarily expect you to be in the office all the time. There's that kind of whole trend, obviously, with the kind of hybrid working, partly in the office and partly at home. But also, I think um, recognition, I think, from certain leaders of companies, uh, where they're, you know, they're putting their hands up and saying we're all we are feeling the same too. So actually, yesterday I noticed um, there's a, a VP of marketing at Unilever that I follow on Instagram, a lady called Aline Santos, and she um, posted on Instagram that she was um, the whole of Unilever were encouraged to take the day off yesterday, you know, in recognition of the fact that it had been a you know a long you know a, a trying time. It was about everybody downing tools together and and just having some time out. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important. And we, I mean, you know, as an agency, we did that. In um, in the, the long weekend, the last bank holiday, we just, you know, took the Friday off and just said, look, let's have that time. Um, I've seen other businesses do it for a week, a smaller business I've noticed as well. But there, I, I think that there's been a shift in that that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign strength that you know teams have to, are working together they're working really really hard um and i think you know you, people do need a break and some people are probably worried about they've worried about job security not wanting to take that time but you know it is obviously needed it really is isn't it and it's interesting because quite often people will say to me and particularly tech businesses will say to me mm-hmm. they've got time to focus on leadership because it's too fluffy and and in fact somebody the other mm-hmm. day was saying that when they when they run events if they run events on how to write a pitch for investment, they get flooded with people. And if they run an event on leadership, nobody turns up because they, you know, it's not deemed important enough. And yet yeah. what I'm hearing is this shift to having more empathy, recognizing that you've got to look after the well-being of, of the of the people in the organization yeah. is absolutely yeah. critical, isn't it? And I, you know, in some yeah. ways it gives me great heart to know that we're starting to make those shifts, that we're starting to recognise. I think we've gone too far the other way where we're starting to treat people like machines. And now we're starting yeah. to say, actually, we're not machines, are we? We've got, you know, we've, yeah. we've got our limits. The, the machines, you can upgrade them with a bigger chip, but you know, we can't yeah. do that for ourselves yet, can we? No, not at all. And I think, you know, when you run a business, you've got a real responsibility to take care of the people within it. I think... If, you know, regardless of if it's a small business or whether it's, you know, a company that employs, you know, thousands of people, um, there is a responsibility as a leader that you need to take care of them. Um, and I think, you know, I think more and more through this time, we've a lot of companies have realised that. I think it probably was, you know, you know, it was a very worrying, scary time at the beginning. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, lots of CEOs, you know, 
lay awake at night, you know, worrying how they were going to get through it. But, you know, I think that, you know, if you keep speaking to your team, that's what we've done throughout the whole period. You know, it's the communication is important. We were already set up to work remotely. Um, but when we went, you know, back, you know, went to working, you know, kind of at home full time, you know, every morning we'd have our hard we have our huddles we're still doing it now you know we're making sure that we are regular we have always had staff meetings you know together as a team every month that carries on virtually um it's about important you know making sure people are keeping you know kind of track of how each other are you know checking in just you know um as individuals and kind of work colleagues um and well-being's continuing to be important we've always had a well-being program and, you know, it just has become even more so. So we've done all manner of things from the usual quizzes, but all the way through to um, Sketchbook Club. And, you know, uh, uh, we did a virtual uh, Pictionary one day. It was okay. great. So, yeah. yeah. But those things are important because we're all we need to take the time to stop, you know, work and just, you know, be there for each other. Um, so, yeah, that is important. Yeah, and you, you touched earlier about collaboration. And mm -hmm. collab for me, collaboration and technology are two things that, that always seem to be said in the same sentence, don't they? <laughs> you know, technology is a great tool to enable us to collaborate. How, yeah. do you, how do we make sure that we use the technology in the right way to collaborate so that we're actually connecting as um, human being? Um, I think it is about it not dictating how you deliver, you know, how you work and how you approach things on a daily basis. I think, and I think this has evolved over the time where we've, you know, you know, the you know the early stages of lockdown where you're on Zoom calls all the time, and I think these things have ad companies have adapted the the way that they're using, you know, these tools to ensure that it's not taking over which at the expense of, you know, letting people get on with the work they need to do um, and, you know, making sure that it works for them. And I think, you know, we've, or I think we've, as an agency, have been through that process. It's just you're making sure that, you know, you're adapting it and making it fit for purpose so that it doesn't, you're not just doing as a call for the sake of it. You know, pick up the phone sometimes. Just you don't necessarily need that face to face all the time. Um, or and also we've learned to all be respectful of the fact that so, you know somebody might need some time to you know kind of work on a piece of content. Therefore, you know, flag that they're going to be you know kind of working on that for a couple of hours. Can't be disturbed. You know, it's all that sort of thing that you would do normally in the office. Uh, but you've got to just take a little bit more time to think about it and uh, and do it virtually. Do you think do you think it actually encourages us to communicate better because we are remote working? Because mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're in an office, you can sense when somebody needs to be left alone. Yeah. You can see somebody when they're really absorbed. And so you can make an assumption that they're busy with something and you don't need to disturb them. Whereas when everybody's remote, you have no idea until you until you're on the phone or on a Zoom call or whatever. You, you don't really yeah. know. Do you think it it it's making us connect in a different way and actually be more open and honest and transparent? Yeah, I think so, definitely. And I think the tools that you get where we're using, we're using things like uh, Teams, 
Um, we're also using Slack. You know, we are seeing ourselves and also clients doing that. So, you know, there's tools, you know, in Slack where you can say you're, at, you know, not contactable or, you know, um, that you're, you know, that, you know, you just, you, you need to have that time. You're in a meeting with somebody else. You don't want to be disturbed. I think that is definitely um, the way that, you know, kind of we're adapting as we're going through this because, you know, you know, you have to be um, definitely mindful of, you know, how people are feeling, what their, you know, kind of what their pressures are. And I think you have to make more time if you're, you know, you're managing people to make sure that you're checking in, um, you know, they've got the time to share with you, you know, if they've got any concerns um, so that you're not just on this sort of um, uh, hamster wheel of, of, of just, you know, doing the work and getting it done, that there is still that element of uh, you're part of the team. We are, you know, you're, you're helping to contribute, but we also want to make sure that you, you know, kind of the company is helping to support you through this time as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we're having to uh, make the effort to be, to check in with each other, aren't we? Because it's mm-hmm. so easy yeah. to just hop on a hop on a call or a video call of some sort and then just go straight into the operational side of things and then drop mm-hmm. off. And, and then you think, I didn't even ask how you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and in some ways, I think we have to make a bit more of an effort. Are you are yeah. you seeing that people are doing that or, or are you seeing that people are forgetting to do that? Um, you know, I think it can end the day, you know, like if you're really, you know, if there's a lot going on, um, you can quite easily, you know, slip into, right, okay, I've got my to-do list and, you know, uh, I'm going to get on with that. But um, I think that's why, you know, we as a team, we've, you know, these huddles that we have every morning first thing, really important because they are there to discuss the priorities for the day or the week um you know any key kind of news stories you know things that we need to be aware of for clients and also you know just share like what did you do last night did you do that pilates class you can do or did you just go uh and eat (laughs) eat something nice instead you know it was like it's that sort of thing so is it really important to you know you know because you're just missing that Thing where you walk around the office you grab a coffee you might be standing at the you know while the kettle's boiling it's all that sort of thing which is I think really important um and I think particularly as you're growing a team sorry yeah and we're having to manufacture that a bit more aren't we because yeah. when you walk yeah. around the office you can spot somebody and go oh you've got a new phone or oh you've got mm. something you, yeah you just have those throw throw away conversations that then that create a bit of chit chat or, or as you yeah. say go for coffee we're, Whereas we yes. don't, we don't have that now, do we? We unless no, we manufacture no. it. Do you think that? Do you think that makes it a bit more forced, or is it just something that we're going to get used to over time? I think it's one of the challenges for a lot of businesses now. That as you move forward, if you think about, you know, if you've, I know a lot of businesses are obviously, you know, streamlining teams, but if you're bringing anybody on the whole virtual onboarding of people how do you how do you do that how does that uh, manifest in the way that you want it to in demonstrating the culture and the values that you want to get across if you can't if people can't physically feel it and be part of it um, I think you know that more and more is going to be you know 
ha- companies are going to have to adapt to doing that, that sort of partly, you know, maybe you would meet people, or maybe you won't, you know, but this sort of high, um, I know that the in the PR agency world, this um, it, trend of, you know, kind of either hybrid working or agencies abandoning offices altogether, um, because there is this ability to work remotely and build teams and, and, and with, with kind of, you know, not needing to be in a physical space. Um, you know, I think that is obviously going to penetrate across to lots of businesses. Mm. Sean, what's your what's your hope for that? I know this is a big question, um, so brace yourself. <laughs> but but what's your what's your hope for the future in terms of how we as human beings use technology? Um, wow, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I've during the course of my career, I've worked on lots of technologies and worked on some that have you know, really changed how we live and work and things like I launched the BlackBerry into this market, for instance, many years ago. But, you know, the whole concept of mobile email and and the fact that, you know, email on the move, and that was a real change in how people lived and uh, worked um, with, you know, with their, with technology. Um, I think, you know, and I've got twin boys who are 14, so very immersed in, uh, the world of Xbox and uh, on their phones a lot. Um, I mean, I am too for work, but you know, it, you fall into that. So I think I would hope that we, as it evolves, what, what we're seeing is a shift towards um, having some sense of it's there to help enable a lot, of, a lot of what we do. But it, I. You know, for my own personal kind of reasons, I would hope that it wouldn't be that it's dominating how we live our lives, that it's there to, you know, and I think that's always been one of the things we've talked about with B2B PR, the the clients that we work with, they're enabling businesses to do their business better, they're enabling them to do it, you know, quicker, or they might be, you know, enabling them to, you know, to just, you know, connect better with their audiences, etc., so it's very much this um, kind of in- enabling force, but one, you know, that isn't there to be um, a negative um, as, as such. No, I agree. And I, and I think in, in some ways it's on us to make those decisions, isn't it? In, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, personal. It's, it's individual in terms of how do I want to, how do I want to live my life and how do I use technology to support the way mm-hmm. I live and work rather than, to, to yeah. make it worse so it's I think there's a personal yeah. responsibility in there isn't there that um that that we all need to take yes definitely yeah um, I would agree final question for you what kind of a leader are you um I think I'm quite an instinctive leader um I you know I do listen to some po- you know podcasts and things but I'm not the the most you know I'm not a big reader of lots of business books etc so I've learned from a lot of I've been fortunate I suppose enough to work with some great bosses um my previous boss at Hotwire Kristen um was somebody in a brilliant agency leader um she was very and a brilliant business person um you know she was extremely driven she had a plan she you know was disciplined but at the same time you know, she definitely recognised that, you know, she was building a people business. And so it was really important to 
keep teams motivated to bring out the best in you know the strengths in the individuals she had in the team um you know in order to kind of you know build that that business to what it became so um i think i've i've i think i've I learned a lot from that but i think i do um have a quite an instinctive way of, of going approaching um businesses and p- individual you know working with people i think one of the strengths of the agency is that you know we do definitely start our approach with really wanting to understand you know what what our clients businesses are about who if it's about the founder you know that that's really important obviously meeting them finding out their story you know so that we can you know build campaigns that well that you know definitely you know kind of resonate and be successful um with what they want to achieve um but yeah i think that sort of instinct for me is probably kind of a big part of what and i positivity as well my mantra is pma and the team will tell you that <laughs> um and um you know i really do you know that's really a big part of how we approach things is that positivity and proactivity you know working with in collaboration with clients working in collaboration with the team to kind of help them achieve what they want to achieve as individuals and also for what we want to achieve as a team as well um yeah Sean it's been fantastic to talk to you thank you so much for your time today thank you very much for having me Jude I've really enjoyed it thanks It's ironic, isn't it, but perhaps not surprising that it takes remote working on a global scale for us to recognise the importance of human connection rather than technological connection. Sean touches on the importance of wellbeing, and I'm particularly struck by Unilever, as well as Sean's own company, taking a day off to disconnect as a way of creating more human connection. Technological connection can create emotional connection, but it's up to us to use it wisely. How do you ensure that you stay emotionally connected as well as technologically connected? And how do you know if your online connections are having the impact that you want them to have? That's it for this week. You've been listening to Innovating Humanity, the official podcast for Birmingham Tech Week. I'm Jude Jennison, host of the podcast and founder of Leaders by Nature, a leadership and team development company. I hope you've been as inspired by this week's guest as I have. If you'd like to know more about how I help leaders and teams be more human in a world of technology, you may be surprised to discover I do it by working in a field with a herd of horses. Sound crazy? All innovation's crazy in the beginning. So if you like to think outside of the box and get rapid results, you can find out more at www.judejennison.com. And if you'd like to find out more about the exciting technology scene in Birmingham, hop onto the Birmingham Tech website at www.birminghamtechweek.com. Until next time, that's it from me, Jude Jennison, the official podcast partner for Birmingham Tech. <laughs>